0: niggas
1: And welcome to episode 227 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your long lost host, second technician Fozzer Forrester, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder for this episode, we have. Let me just see if I can remember all of your names. We have the head of health and safety, Mr. Ben Moss Woodward. No! <laughs> we have the inhuman resource director, Mr. Shan. Hello. Hello. We also have, I believe, if he's around, although I haven't heard him uh, giving me any abuse. So uh, I think the chief archivist Colin Ford should be on. Is he on? No, he's not.
2: Ah,
1: oh, dratted and found at all. Okay. Um, in which case, I think it's just our guest that we've got left to introduce. Have I missed anybody else? Is Ashley on or not? Or is he just hiding in the back room doing all the recording gubbings?
2: I'm hiding. You're <laughs> hiding. These, okay. Well, all these tech problems aren't. I'm hiding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so Ashley uh, Doctor, Doctor, is going to be our tech goblin for this evening. That sounds dodgy. Uh, so let's just quickly just jump in and introduce our guest. We have the wonderful John Vernage. Hello, John.
3: Hello, good evening.
1: Good evening. So we'll come on to what you're, uh, you're here for, though. I think those people in the community will have a fair idea what we're likely to be talking about this evening. Uh, and joining you, we also have the wonderful Crow. Hi, Crow.
4: Hi, hi everyone.
1: Again, she will be talking about our special topic this evening, which again, isn't going to be much of a surprise to anybody. But if you wish, you can join us live. We're hanging out in-game, in-open, somewhere between the planet Lave and Lave Station. No, we're Uh, not. I was going to say, is anybody actually doing that?
5: I don't think anyone's actually... I know know for a fact I'm not. I'm, I'm currently at actually john you might know what, what's this location called again it looks very pretty but i can't remember his name
3: uh, are we at the view
5: i'm not at the view yet i'm oh. at the i'm at waypoint 1.1 1. 1. 1, shall we say
3: oh uh, shapley uh,
5: big 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 purple nebula uh oh yeah
3: shapley uh, something shapley
5: something Sha- shapley 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 Oh
4: dear! This yes.
1: this this sounds like chaos before it's even got going, guys. But okay, fine. Uh, nobody's going to be in game in open at the moment because everybody's too busy getting prepared for a long trip. So uh, there's no point searching the unidentified civilian broadcast uh you can if you want to but you will be on your lonesome uh when you're there um but if you can't get into game of course then you can also go to the twitch channel which you can access through laveradio.com forward slash live and click on live chat or of course you can just go to twitch.tv forward slash laveradio um so we've done the introductions we know on who's on the call but let's find out what they've been up to for the last week uh i have a very idea a good idea what our guests have been up to but uh shan what have you been up to sir uh, well, out of game, I have been
6: stripping wallpaper from my office wall after having the cupboard taken down uh, Monday. So I'm decorating at the moment. Um, it's been one of those um, things. You know, like the, the, the song when the gasman came to call, where it kind of ripples down? <laughs> so they took the cupboard off, and behind the cupboard was some rather hideous floral wallpaper. Um which I looked at and thought I can't really paint over that so I then tried to take the wallpaper off or that layer and it's now gone down to the wall which meant I've now had to strip the wallpaper off the entirety of the wall and because of the state of the wall I now have to wallpaper over it before painting it rather than having just to paint over top of it. So, oh nice, so
1: you're putting backing paper up before you even get around to actually putting the proper paper.
6: Correct, but it's, it's only one one wall so that's about six pieces of wallpaper so it's not horrendous in decorating terms it's just been 20 years since i attempted it so
1: oh mate i'm there i i i'm hoping i'm hoping it doesn't turn into another bathroom saga <laughs> uh yeah actually that gives me some idea about when the last time i was on the show was because uh are we talking about your bathroom saga or, or are we talking uh, about cow's the bathroom, bathroom saga, saga. The, there is only one on this show there's <laughs> only <laughs> and, well, it must uh, it must be a saga then, because it was still rolling on when I were when I left to disappear for oh, God knows how long. So well, there yes. was a
6: contest <laughs> over Christmas to win a paint pack of how many days it had been. Since, <laughs> um, and I forgot the answer. project. Yeah, what was the answer, <laughs> Ben? Do you remember? It's about three years
5: or something like that.
6: Oh dear, 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 it's, it's, dear, it's dear. a while. Um, but in in, in game I hummed and hard with ship builds um, and I thought my my only hum and haw I had left was whether to take a 16 ton fuel tank and have three and a bit jumps or a 32 ton fuel tank and I decided on the point of safety and I've got a 32 tank at the moment but yeah so Uh, I'm I'm now at uh, the Omega mining operation in in a private group yeah so it's I'm sure we'll come on to that, but uh, it, there seems to be a lack of mining equipment there at the moment. Whether, <laughs> I, whether or, I Whether or not it will be added in time for the um, CG or not, but uh, if it's not, then I shall head straight on out to the different uh,
1: waypoint. Quality. Okay, Ben, what have you been up to, sir?
6: So
5: basically pretty much the same as Shan. I've been getting my ship ready. And then on when on Sunday night, I actually I did the bulk launch that went off and melted um, uh, Frontiers servers um, <laughs> as 10,000 people all tried to jump at the same time. and it broke what things. It set things
1: on fire. What could possibly go wrong with that? I mean, seriously, what you know? Well exactly. it was all fine. <laughs> okay john um without going too much into what we're going to be talking about for our main topic what have you been up to maybe tell us what you've been up to out of game as opposed to what you've been slaving away within game
3: out of game uh i don't think i've got anything to report out of game most of the out of game has been i think discording and and, and preparing for this really i'm like having two jobs sometimes um lo- yeah lo- lots of well, I seem to have ended up with many hats, uh, which is my fault for for volunteering for too much. But but one of them was outfitting advisor. So m- many evenings thinking, oh, I should go to bed now. I'll just have a quick peek. at <laughs> I'll just jump in. I'll just dump in Fleetcom, and I'll just have one quick peek at outfitting, outfitting and engineering. One hour later, you know, having oh no. Man. how many Coriolis bulbs? You know, put the phone <laughs> down, go to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, working and
1: running oh no you see that's the thing you know isn't it a shame when real life gets in the way of us having fun in this universe that's that's yeah, the yeah. bit that just you know always it's gets paid to do
3: this Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: well I hear there might be a job as community manager coming up soon so you know if you want to jump over and do that and you know you've pretty much got the uh, the qualifications for it by now
3: big elite nerd is that it <laughs>
1: Well, I was going to say more how to manage a community of thousands, you know, but, uh, yeah, big and big elite nerd. We'll go with that one instead. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Crow, what have you been up to?
4: Well, a bit like John, I don't really have an out of game. Well, I do have an out of game, but it's still connected right now. One thing, i tell you one thing I haven't been doing, and that's sleeping.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's just been no opportunity. Because, I, uh, because I'm kind of basically um, running the, the PlayStation 4, part of dwt yeah i am everybody in the dwt team (laughs) team rolled into one person for that platform so um i spend i out of game i've just been doing admissions and private group entries and chat group entries and getting people into the community groups and uh, making sure everybody's happy and processing people who aren't and uh, that's it really
1: God, okay. Well, I mean, as, as I say I don't really want to jump into too much of what we're going to talk later on. But uh, the other thing I was thinking about uh, just now as you were talking about that is obviously, you know, for the big distance world um, convoy, there's going to be people from all over the world. So even though you want to go to bed, that could be the time when the other PlayStation 4 uh, people over in the States are waking up and wanting to get access or wanting to chat about the various logistics, I'm assuming
4: yeah absolutely and then um, my solution was to th- that uh, was to appoint a um, a North America um ah, clever. coordinator I've got a North America coordinator so when I'm asleep at least I've got somebody to respond to emergency <laughs> issues
1: oh dear I love it delegation that, that's what we need <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um okay, well, what we'll do we'll we'll quickly crash on with uh, some of the development news that's been going on uh in game and then uh, we'll go straight into uh, our main topic because to be fair, you know, in the world of Elite Dangerous, Distance World 2 is uh, is all we're all really talking about at the moment. So it'd be really cool to find uh find out what's going on with the latest and uh you know, for anybody that's a little bit late to the party, I'm assuming there's still time for them to uh to get kitted and get their ASAP. But before we jump onto that, um, can we jump straight into the the competition? Because I thought this was uh, this was something that was really nice, um, and I was thinking we could possibly go around, not to put everybody on the spot—but here we go. Go around the uh, go round the Sidewinder, and just try and uh, try and find out what everybody's fondest memories of uh, of Frontier are. Uh, obviously, Frontier turned twenty five years um, recently in the last week or so. Um, <laughs> and you know, they have brought out a multitude of really sort of different and a large variety of games out there. Um, so let's start with yes, yeah, Shan. Let's start with you, sir. Tell me what your fondest frontier development memory is. What game, um, or events have they uh, created or been in, involved with that, uh, that you have fond memories of? Oh, gosh. Um, my,
6: fo- my first memory. Of a, of a front, well, it wasn't really Frontier, it was um, Acorn Soft. Was, was watching my cousin play Elite 1984 on his Acorn Electron. And I was captivated by this game that in 1984 terms looked real. And I felt immensely honored because he actually let me write down the prices of the goods in Lave Station in a little <laughs> notebook at the, at the back of the manual. Um, but then I obviously yeah, I played Elite on virtually every platform that came out until First Encounters came out. And that was the first ever game I ever played for 24 hours straight. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean I played uh it was called Virus, wasn't it, on the Atari ST and that like was yes. Arch, wasn't it? Um so I, I played that for a bit uh congratulated myself for flying for two minutes without crashing into the ground
1: (laughs) could you ever actually land that i I was never sure if you could actually if you could once you took Uh, off whether or not you could actually get the thing back down again
6: i don't know but the control method was a (laughs) whatever (laughs) yeah it was um yeah so yeah so it's mainly been elite and i haven't really didn't really get into the platform games although i realized my sons did actually play and I didn't actually realize it was a Frontier game until after they'd finished with it or yeah. a year later. So, yeah, I guess I've been playing Frontier games without knowing it for a while.
1: Yeah, I must admit there's a few. There's a few out there that, uh, you know, the whole Wallace and Gromit stuff that they did. Um, yeah, you know, I was quite surprised. And, and Lost Winds as well was a, a, really interesting, um, a really interesting concept, which I didn't realize Frontier behind until... Yeah, until much, much later. Um see I hadn't seen Lost Winds until Ed and Bo played it on their stream. <laughs> yeah, it's it's as I say, it's a really nice idea. And the platform that I played it on was the uh the original Wii when it first came out. And um you know, using your you know, your motion controller to to create the uh the symbols and the gestures and stuff worked really well. It was a really interesting yeah, a really interesting idea and something I hadn't come across before. So yeah, it was um it was it's interesting to see what exactly frontier have done obviously they've done the roller coasters and stuff like that but uh yeah there's sort of been more niche titles like lost wind and the wallace and grommets and stuff um and i suppose not that it's niche but jurassic park as well as a as a sort of a movie franchise tie-in um was sort of a a break from the norm for them but um Okay, Ben. Now you've had a bit more time to think of it than uh, than Shan. Can you give me something that's actually directly related to Frontier Development? So it's, it's them that's turning twenty five.
5: Oh, okay. I was gonna go with my fr- my first Elite memory as well. But okay, um, if I'm going with pure Frontier Development, it has to be either the launch party or yep. the uh, when we were all at fr- at LaveCon. And playing the, oh, the live music by, (laughs) um, oh God, I should know, Uh, oh, just the first Uncle Art. No, no, by playing the Uncle Art music. Yeah. Uh, and on playing that with the volume up loud, and you know, I think half the room, including the Frontier devs, were in tears. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's. Um,
1: uh, I'm going to. I'm going to jump on your memory there because it actually it segues nicely into mine. And that was um, when I was, God knows how old, uh, secondary school, but only just. Um, so what's that? Uh, is that eleven?
5: About about eleven, if it's yeah. the same as
1: it is now. So running around the shops, getting every single Amiga magazine I could possibly buy that had just another snippet, another screenshot of uh, Frontier Elite 2. And the uh, the cover discs at the time had the intro, that obviously the mm-hmm. music intro that Uncle Art's music came from, and you know putting that in and just going home on an evening and just watching that intro, that rolling intro time after time after time again. So um, good, isn't it? It was just so good. And it was a game that, you know, the, the full of escapism factor of it you know it was it was a little bit more complicated than elite but the whole idea of sort of building the story and, and creating the universe in your head around it it provided you with a scaffold but then you sort of filled in the blanks um it did that so amazingly well and just gave you a really sort of nice form of uh, escapism but um the, as you say ben that music um was just it, it was it's instrumental to those memories to me. So yeah, the Uncle Art stuff. I think you're absolutely uh, bang on. It's a it's a great it was a great moment within the community. Any others, Ben? You just asked me. Yeah, I know. But have you got any oh, others, any, any I others, stopped, I stomped over your memory. So if you've got any other happy <laughs> memories, uh, I'd uh, <laughs> give you another chance.
5: I mean, so many involving the community, like all the all the community events from the very first Lavecon in 2014 was it 2013 2013 i think it was 13 yeah yeah so that very first leave come yeah that was awesome and um listening to mike brooks tells tell his stories and drew telling his and sellers and telling his stuff and i'm about to crash into a planet <laughs> um yeah, that was all that was all great talking to kate playing um oh from stacking cushions up on people. <laughs> See, I think um, we're
6: cheating, Ben, because the it's frontier mem- frontier games memory. I know, you know lab- I know, memories. I
1: know. Yeah, although well, it's fair, the it's- community, though. It's Elite Dangerous just been created by Frontier Developments. Had there been no Frontier Developments, there'd be no Elite Dangerous, there'd be no LaveCon, there'd be no memory for Je- uh, Ben to go wandering down memory lane on. So... Yeah,
6: but it, it makes it sound as though Ben hasn't actually played any games at all. And it's just <laughs> 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 oh, okay, so going into
5: pure in-game stuff. <sighs> the, the very, very first time when I docked at the station in Alpha 2, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that very first time when we saw the Coriolis and it's just like, oh my God, this is just like, just like it was in elite 84
1: <laughs> and yet not <laughs>
5: and and yet so much better, but it was, it was the same and it was exactly how you f- had it fleshed out. And then again in the alpha dropping, uh, type nines full of bio waste inside <laughs> of the station. You know, our, yeah. Those clouds of bio waste were terrible, but they were hilarious. <laughs> you know, they should not be in the game, and I'm glad they're not. But my god, it was good.
1: No, it was. Um, I absolutely agree with you, um, Crow. What about you, uh, Frontier Development? But again, by all means, go into the events, go into you know the uh, the community stuff. Yeah, I'm
4: a, I'm, I'm something of a a frontier virgin i remember um because i'm somewhat older than i sound um i (laughs) don't tell anybody i know there's nobody listening so it's kind of safe okay
1: um nobody listening (laughs) there's nobody
4: listening there's obviously nobody listening obviously it's only live radio you know only (laughs) you've only got a massive history
2: ready to listen to you when it goes out live (laughs) someone someone
1: find the ejector seat button i know it was around here somewhere
4: (laughs) but no um, honestly i'm a, i'm a bit of um am a bit of a, a a frontier virgin i'm actually something of a gaming virgin i um i didn't start gaming until i had a really bad spinal injury a few years ago and i couldn't really do anything else so that's when i kind of started picking up games um but i do remember i do remember some of the boys playing um elite back in eighty four on the school back in the day when you had um uh, computer labs in schools. If you were lucky, um, full of little BBCs and, um, I, and 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 Amigas and what have you. And I remember, I remember it kind of sneaking a sneaking a spot in there at lunchtime. And and, and the boys—it was a big thing. Um, but apart from that, my my only connection with Frontiers games uh, and and Frontiers community is entirely through Elite.
1: Wowzers! So, I mean, when you obviously the spinal injury caused you to play games, but were um, you know, space simulations, uh, space combat games, you know, like Frontier, like Elite Dangerous, were they the ones that you gravitated towards? It just seems a strange game to pick up out of nowhere and get involved with.
4: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. You're right, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> um, I, I, um, this was. I when when did I when did I drop dead? It was. Um, it was not very long after Skyrim was released. So that was my first. I bought, yeah. I bought the PlayStation as a bundle with Skyrim. And I figured that would keep me busy for a bit. Little did I know at the time. <laughs> 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 and um, it's kind of latterly. I was just kind of foofling about looking for something a little different. I like things to be a bit open-ended. Mm-hmm. And, I'd, and we were talking a minute ago about this idea of, of games that exist primarily in your head that sort of appealed to me. And I thought I'd heard some noises about elite. Um, and I have. I, it didn't take me long to realize that actually that's what elite is. It's one of those games for the most, once you've got past the, the technical complications and how difficult it is to initially to get your head around what's going on, how to fly your ship, how not to crash when you land, which you never really learn. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, so it didn't take very long to realize that actually most of it is in your head. And that's what, that's, that's really kind of what draws me in. Um, And, and I guess the, um, if I have a frontier memory, if there's something I will forever associate with frontier, it's the realization that a world generated in your mind off a set of different cues and stimuli are probably the most powerful we'll ever engage in
1: yeah absolutely and again you, you missed out on frontier but frontier and elite you know it was doing exactly the same thing oh granted with sort of lesser graphics but the, the idea of it being just a scaffold for you to build your own world around inside your head and your own stories and your own sort of character um yeah that's 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 the lure of elite that's the the joy of uh of playing the game um but no Thank you for sharing that. That was uh, that was really interesting. Yeah, um, I think. Sorry, I, sorry. I think the
6: um, the real hook for me that created this world in your head was with the original Elite's, uh dark wheel novella. It was such a good novella to get you sucked in. I still remember it now. It was.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again. It, it, it sort of it laid the the groundwork to uh, to what the universe was like, and then you just continued on in that vein um, and made up your own stories inside your head. Um, John, what about you, sir?
3: Sorry, just unmute myself. Um, I, I, I guess I'm in the same boat as Crow in that I'm. Uh, this is the first Frontier game I've played. Although you're you you're, you're talking about things makes me actually think back to well something something rather different, but playing lots of X-wing versus Tie Fighter as a kid. And really, this is kind of a grown-up version of that. Uh, you, obviously, it's much more sophisticated, but but I, I think it—I think that's what appealed to me. A friend actually recommended the game, um, and I got into it. And I thought, oh wow, this is this is like what I used to do as a child, but but, but <laughs> much more—you know, it was like playing with Technic Lego instead of the baby stuff. Thought, yeah, this is this is like the this is like the grown-up version, and I can be really nerdy and get into all the statistics of which one is better than the other one. And, and uh, again, you, you just find yourself playing the game. Or outside of it than in it, I don't know whether that's sad or not, but you know, I could play the game, or I could spend a good couple of hours optimizing my ship build. Uh, I'm going to be optimizing my ship build now. Uh, you know, that'll make playing the game even more fun when I get to it. But there's, I, I like the, the, the technical aspects to it. That, 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 that's something that really appeals, the, the fact that you can, you can get into it uh, at that level. Um, and, and loads of people have contributed so much on all the forums. I've done. I've done some things, and, and I've you know, I've borrowed from things that other people have done. And you think, oh, what if there's a, wonder if somebody's worked this out? Oh my goodness, they have. You know, where did that even come from? But that's great. So you know, so many people have put in so much, and that makes the game so much more than just you know just just well, I say just a space sim. It's a really cool space sim, <laughs> but it it enhances it so much that people have put. All of those, all all of that time into saying, oh, did you ever wonder about how the heat mechanics worked on your ship? Well, I've spent the last week yeah. doing experiments, and here you are, folks. Uh, yeah, those kinds of things—that's and that's fantastic.
1: And I'm going to get shot now from the uh, the rest of the community because uh, it was in the <laughs> newsletter, and I think it was on uh, some of the Twitter feeds recently. But um, who is the lovely guy within the community that does all the blueprints for for new ships, almost like a sort of a Haynes technical manual? Um, whenever a new—it's in the show notes. <laughs> oh, is it? Def- it's definitely in the show notes. Oh, we're we going to talk about it a little bit later on. That's we are. Why I've seen it. Okay, fine. Um, but yes, people like him, people that do those sort of things and and take the designs and drawings and stuff and then turn it into some really interesting, uh, interesting content, which is completely outside the game, um, for us to digest and uh, and get involved with. Is yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. And again, uh, the all the all the stuff, all the meta stuff that goes on outside, the fact that you can you know boost up your ship, the fact that you can play the game when you're not even in the game uh it just it helps to sort of create that story within your head you know even though your commander's offline you can still be thinking about what you want to do when you're in game or what he's doing and you know what adventure he's going to go on next and yeah that sandbox world that elite dangerous creates for you um that's that's the joy of it you know to be able to have these stories and interact with some great people because obviously the community in elite dangerous is fantastic but you know Ultimately, it's one man, one ship, and uh, the stories that you create with it. So, no, awesome. Um, I don't think I've got any um anything particularly outstandingly different to uh, to what you guys are saying. There's a couple of event ones, um, as Ben's already mentioned, Lavecon. I'm not going to mention that, but um, again, i
2: mentioned something that's a bit weird.
1: Well, okay, two seconds. When I was just thinking, this one, um, which I'm not sure if you were involved in or not, but. Uh, in the early days of the community we did um we did movember as uh, as a community and we had the uh, the mobra mark three please not ship. the song no i'm not going to do this song although that was quite funny as well um but we ended up raising a, a huge amount of money and the legend it is michael brooks from frontier development got it all started off by shaving his gorgeous viking beard um, for charity he said you know if you can raise over a thousand pounds in your uh, in your movember fund for the for the team then uh, we'll kick start off and i'll shave my beard and yeah we all know what mr brooks's beards been like in the past and i think this was at its possibly at its longest and uh, he shaved the whole thing off um to get us going and, and raise a bit of money and get us started so yeah we had uh, drew wagar who you obviously know from the official fiction. Uh, he wrote some uh, some comedy fiction to go along with the idea. There was a bunch of guys in a in a Cobra Mark III going around the galaxy doing various things, and you know everybody in the community posted pictures on Facebook of how their tash were growing. And it, yeah, there was just some horrendous, horrendous images out there of people that really should not grow mustaches at all um but uh yeah we ended up raising a, a huge amount of money we ended up having a lot of fun uh, and it was all just on the on the back of at that time what was quite a young community um built around the fantastic game that Frontier Development had uh, had put together um so yeah I mean I'm sure there's going to be much more happy memories and uh looking at the the forum posts on Facebook and Twitter and and the likes yeah it's obvious that Frontier Development have created some games that are you know extremely close to people's hearts um so uh, it'll be interesting to see who wins the uh, who wins the the various prizes from the competition uh, I look forward to that uh, shan, you said you had another memory that was something quite uh, quite different
2: uh the uh, other new um presenter toxic <laughs> um but yeah no my first memory of elite is call me a weirdo, is actually reading the text description of Lave Lave Planet for the first time. <laughs> yep. Am I, if I'm not remembering, I was having a quick look on Google while you lot were having a chat away, and I was trying to find the actual text description for it from 84. Admittedly, I was born in 91, but my realization that games require nothing more than your imagination was when I read that text description, because... On the original BBC, I played loads of text games, the adventure games. Mm -hmm. And when I read the description for Lave, instantly, I'm just sat there in front of this black and white and little bits of yellow screen with nothing but words on it. But in my mind, I've got this whole civilization where you've got these lizard people walking around and everyone's pretty (laughs) happy. And you're on a planet that's populated by billions. And this is just from a little couple of silly little strings of text.
1: Yeah, the strings of text that were procedurally generated and brought us such wonders as the the Lavian tree grub uh, that yes. featured so, yes, uh, exactly so heavily that. in uh, <laughs> the Labour Revolution. Um, and, and yeah, and Lavian brandy and, and all of this. But you're right, I mean, maybe that's what season four, we jump straight into speculating onto season four. Maybe it's the uh, revival of the lizard men. Uh, and all the other little procedurally generated furry creatures and things that appeared on uh, on those snippets in Elite that we'll we'll see. Forget about walking in space. Forget about space lakes. It's all about. They're not going to do what
2: Arsenal <laughs> guys take all the graphics away and just put the text descriptions back. <laughs>
1: oh dear. Not Elite furries, please. Oh, Elite furries. That sounds like a whole new that kind of fetish.
2: Horrible. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, it's, it's it's a good point, and you're right, I mean, I suppose, yeah, just, you know, going back to uh, to what Crow said about, you know, building the story within your imagination, that's what the old text adventures did uh, back in the 80s yeah. and the so 90s.
2: One thing that I've, what I think a lot of games are missing these days is actually the ability to capture an audience's imagination. I mean, mm-hmm. look at Borderlands, for example. Okay, yeah, it's got a reasonable story, and it's got, some, it's got nice graphics. I wouldn't disagree with that. But it's given to you exactly as it was intended to. There yeah. is no my world is different to yours because I imagine it like this. It's my my experience of Borderlands will be the same as Ben's, will be the same as yours, Shan's Psycho Cows if he plays it. Never play that. Don't play it. I can tell you exactly the experience you'll get. However, with Elite back from 84 up till now it still captures your imagination there's a lot that it doesn't give you so you've got to make it up yourself and that's what in my opinion makes it a much better game than some others that i've played
1: yeah no it's a, it's an interesting idea about trying to uh, yeah create a different a different playing experience for for different uh, gamers i mean <laughs> Is there any game I suppose um again, you're looking at the sandbox one, so um something like Grand Theft Auto um, online where so much weird and crazy crap can happen um whether it's the game glitching or whatever I mean that makes some pretty unique stories to tell and you know when you go around in a queue in a queue <laughs> in a crew um you can get up to some interesting stuff that is unique to uh, to that particular playing episode uh, shan.
6: I was just thinking the Elder Scrolls games are the particular ones I remember as being particularly immersive. Uh, I, I know they a single player, but they were so well done, you did get sucked into the world.
1: Sucked into the world, but were you playing something that you couldn't then see on YouTube or you know find it on Reddit that somebody else had done exactly the same, yeah, uh, you know, the same thing and got the same experience?
6: Well, well like the, the Elder Scrolls game I played the most was Morrowind, so YouTube was but a twinkle in Google's eye, I think, at the time. <laughs> um, no, I haven't
1: played Morrowind, but, is I mean, are you talking about the fact that you can sort of create a character that's unique to you, and the, the items that you collect are unique, and so therefore the way that you play the game is oh, different to other people?
6: Well, it was, because I, I was quite heavily into the modding scene in Morrowind, and there was a whole forums of people who have written quests and whole stories that you could then play through. And because of the way the character journals were created, you could create a completely unique story just by playing through other people's mods. So in in that respect, yeah, I was sucked in by the Elder Scrolls game. Skyrim got me for to an extent,
1: but by then I was more into the multiplayer games than single-player ones. And again, I suppose that is uh, that's one thing. I know, I know I'm going to bring Ben in in just a second, but you know, you'd look about having a different experience time after time. But one of the easiest ways, or one of the ways that people get that different experience, and now especially in Elite Dangerous, is the fact we've got multi-crew. You know, it's playing the 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 MMOs, it's playing it together with friends and doing things together, which I suppose is unique to you uh, and your crew, uh, Ben.
5: I think I'm actually going to I'm agreeing with Ashley here actually about the. Yeah, Morrowind or all these Elder Scrolls things, Grand Theft Auto, they're all good, fun games, but they don't make you use your imagination like we used to have to. It's still, what you see is what you get, and it looks lovely, but my picturing of Lave was probably very different to yours, was very different to Alan's. And now, obviously, we can just look out the window and
1: we see Lave Station. That's true, yeah. Um, yeah okay so uh, I know we've waxed lyrical but we always do when you take a, a trip down memory lane when you talk about the you know our fondest uh, frontier memories that that um, the winners of those uh, fondest memories competition will be announced during a stream on the 30th of January at, uh, at 12 o'clock so yeah um, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who's going to announce that stream, because obviously the next piece of news that we've got is that uh, Edward Lewis, a familiar face, a familiar beard to all of us that watch the streams or have been around any of the Frontier Development um, events, he's been the... You know, the guy who's been at the wheel of all the stuff that's been going on with the community, the guy who's been doing the 24-hour live streams from the very beginning, the guy who's been doing the biscuit reviews, uh, and much loved throughout the entire community, and certainly loved by uh, by all of us here at Frontier, at Frontier and Lay Radio, uh, he is leaving. He is leaving to go to Pastures New. He tells us that he's going to still remain within the games industry, that he's going to stay within the uh, the community management side of things. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where he pops up next but uh we wish him well he's uh i say he has been the the heartstone for the community and a lot of the community events and uh he's provided us with a lot of fun um down the uh down the way um so we wish him well with uh, whatever it is he's going to do next and obviously we would still like to see a, a few more biscuit reviews and a few more quizzes done by his dad um on all the uh on all the channels he uh he posted on the on the the forum and check the check the show notes for the uh, for the actual links and stuff. But uh, he's checked he's uh, posted his Twitter account and also his Twitch account. So you know if you still want to get your daily dose or weekly dose of uh, of Ed Lewis, then uh, you can follow him on Twitter and you can follow him on uh, on Twitch as well. Um, it was it was surprising, guys. Was anybody else expecting expecting it? No, not really, because.
6: Uh, he's always seemed like a part of the furniture and you always kind of assumed that he would be there until they shut the servers off um but because i've been trying because he was such an integral part of the community and i think everyone has got you know quite rightly positive things to say about him as a cm and stuff um so i was trying to think of an upside for him leaving and the only upside i can see of Ed leaving, is people will not be able to accuse Ben anymore of stealing his commander name. <laughs> really? What's his commander name? Well, oh. Ben is Ed Levice, you see, which people often got mixed up with Ed Lewis. So <laughs> no longer will like, <laughs> So no longer will Ben's commander name be mixed up with Ed Lewis. That was about the only positive thing I could think coming out of it. I mean, obviously, it's a good step forward for. um
1: for him got what he does but yeah he'll be, he'll be missed yeah it'll be, it. yeah it'll be interesting to see uh, where he goes but he will uh he'll be sorely missed uh, ben otherwise known as ed lewis <laughs>
5: <laughs> i do actually have some very good positive spin about ed leaving frontier uh now that ed has left is leaving frontier he can officially join the live radio crew <laughs>
1: Yeah, and he's that's that's a great idea, I think. It's not a bad shout, and in fairness, the guy is quite small, so he'll fit into this tight, <laughs> he'll tight fit in the uh, sidewinder the... <laughs> There is no sidewinder though, is there?
5: Well we have a bar now. <laughs>
1: yeah, the sidewinder went missing for a while, didn't it? So uh I have a feeling uh did not say it's it's back now or The Sidewinder is mutated into a bar. Oh. Oh, okay.
5: Hmm. Oh, on a, a second. It's, it's, it, sells, it sells brandy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back the hell up.
1: Okay. What? <laughs> what? I I haven't been to Lave for a while, apart from to get my ship and, and to go out and, and mine. <clears throat> You're telling me that our Orange Sidewinder is no longer in Lave st- in Lave system.
5: We have a bar called the Orange Sidewinder.
1: You're kidding me. I shit you not. <laughs> I don't know if that's better or worse. I mean, we could we could change our we can change our fiction. We can change the canon, and we can you know run this uh, this whole shindig from a bar if you want. We can be podcasting in the back room of a bar. Still broadcast on the the on sidewinder. Yeah, no, I can I can live with that. And the beer's probably better than what we can get on ship as well. So no, you know if they (laughs) have we just been retconned? Is that the term? Have we just been retconned? I think no. We were
5: we were talking to Frontier last year, and they were asking, do you guys want a bar? and we're like yeah right
2: it's no longer warm and flat
1: yeah well this is it but i mean it'd be nice if we could still have the orange side You're parked outside the bar but
5: it would be nice unfortunately i don't think they can do that
1: well never mind never mind we'll, we'll take the bar it's, it's nice to be uh, it's nice to be recognized anyway for you know for being part of the community so Talking. Being oh, being boring, a good thing actually about the bar,
5: Frontier can actually do more with a bar than they could do with the Sidewinder, because obviously the Sidewinder was added back in 2014 or something. Yeah, and it was very much the beginning of that kind of them trying to do anything like this. Uh, yeah, whereas now they they can add audio streams to bars, they can add. Uh, text messages to them they can add things for you to go and look at there are things for you to go and shoot there's a lot more stuff you can do in a bar than we could do at the sidewinder
1: whoa okay well i mean that's great and uh yeah let's try not to piss them off so they continue to want <laughs> to work with us um but no that's great i'll have to uh, i'll have to get out of my uh my icy rings and uh and sell off my void opals and go uh, go look at our bar it'd be quite cool um has anybody got anything else that I've missed from sort of the development news before we go into uh obviously our main topic for this week? because uh, obviously we, we've got we've our, got our guests joining us and it'd be quite nice if the if they could have some input on the on the show. Is there anything else people want to cover or are we good to go? Shan? Yeah, I was just looking on the show notes,
6: um it appears that Elite Dangerous has sold over three million units.
1: Yes indeed. That was an interesting one that came up today. Um Do you want to just go through that? Because it's three million units and how what's the what's the split? What's the breakdown of that?
6: Uh I believe the uh, I'm just reading the the notes now. Um <laughs> yeah, I'll we'll start at the top. Um Frontier expects to have a revenue of around sixty-four million uh for this period. I presume that's a financial year. Um and uh the they project a revenue of 75 to 88 million for fy19 so the year ending 31st of may 2019. so they're doing really well as a games company um and i'm just trying to get see a percentage but uh for a comparative purpose the cumulative franchise units for Elite Dangerous are now over 4.3 million so I think the difference is, is between base game and Horizons is 1.3 million. Does
1: that sound about right? Sounds about right. So lots of people bought the original game and not quite as many people have bought Horizons, uh, which is interesting. So there's a few people. I don't know why, but in my head, I thought that pretty much it would be like 95% or, or 90% that were on uh, you know, the full package. And there'd only be like 10% that were still stuck with, uh, without planetary landings and, and the horizon. Um, yeah, Ben update. Ben has a view on that, don't you, Ben? <laughs> oh, calling them cheap bastards again. <laughs> you think there's people that I mean, to be fair, how many of these people bought the original game, played it for a bit, and then haven't you know, haven't continued on the uh, Elite Dangerous Journey, haven't gone for the, or you know, yeah. do the updates and are just no longer playing the game as yeah. opposed to people that are actively playing that are just you know, playing the base. Most, I yeah. suspect
5: that's most of them.
1: Yeah, I can't think anybody that's actively playing the game is 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 happy missing out on all the stuff that goes on with the planetary landing side of things. Um, I'd be very surprised. So, yeah, it's still it's still interesting statistics, and it's interesting to see uh, the revenue that's come off it. I'd love to see, and there doesn't seem to be anywhere in the in the breakdown what sort of cash they made from um, from Planet Coaster and specifically also um, the the movie tie in the Jurassic Park. Uh, Because I would have thought Jurassic Park would have been quite a commercial um, franchise and and should have, you know, should have hit some big bucks.
6: I think the reason why uh, Jurassic World isn't in there is because it hasn't been out for a financial year yet. And they'll report on that at the end of their financial year rather than subsequently.
1: And also, that's that's another good point, is the fact that Jurassic World was done on behalf of somebody else, wasn't it? So maybe they got paid a development fee as opposed to an ongoing revenue uh, like they get with Elite Dangerous. Um, I can't remember who, um, it was obviously the, it was it Universal Be Universal. Um, who paid Frontier to develop the game? So would Universal not take the majority of the, the money and Frontier will get the, the check for development? Is that how it works, or am I just talking out my ass? I could they be talking out m- my ass. Might have a percentage of the
6: uh, of the revenue because the, I guess we'll find out. I mean, either um, Frontier went to Universal said, "Hey, Frontier, hey, Universal, can we make a Jurassic Park game, and we'll play you X billion for the license," mm. or Universal went to Frontier and goes, "Hey, we'd like to make a Jurassic Park game. Can you make it for us?" And I think which way around that particular deal is. Would depend on who gets what.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for the uh, for the next financial disclosures and stuff and see whether or not it's mentioned. Um, but I mean, ultimately, with all <laughs> with all the paint jobs and everything else, the uh, the revenue coming in from the Elite Dangerous universe is still uh, is still keeping Frontier Developments quite happily tiding over. Uh, and obviously what we've always said from the very beginning is that it's the sort of game where we want to make sure it's successful, we want to make sure it's continued to be funded and continued to be developed. Ben?
5: I've actually, I've got a question for John or Crow here. So I'm at the view system. Is there really a tourist beacon or whatever the hell this is right next to this star?
3: Uh, Yes, there is, and I'm, I'm at it. (laughs)
5: <laughs> oh God, I, I can, am can very, you, very scared.
3: Can you still see me? I'll um hold on. I'll, I'll I
5: I, I can see your stream as well, oh, but I've got your stream oh, hidden behind.
6: Why don't you go past the neutron, the the, the star, and come? That's come what I'm doing. The other way, or just dive straight into the middle of it and see what happens.
5: What could go wrong, eh?
6: <laughs> um, <laughs> well, be careful with the view. It has a high, It's a high G world, and there's quite a I yeah, know a few remains of ships there. Dead commanders.
1: Right, so for the people that are obviously listening to this on podcast and can't see Ben either flying towards the neutron star or in fact, (laughs) you know, soiling his pants, uh, why don't we move on to the the main topic of this particular show, which of course is going to be the distant worlds to... um, I want to say exhibition, but it's not... expedition. Um, And in fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask John, um and crow between the two of you i don't know who wants to start off but for those people that have been living under a rock or being posted out on uh, military duties or something and haven't been able to keep up with what's been going on uh with the distant worlds too do you want to just give us a quick overview of exactly um yeah what the the cliff notes are of what it is and uh, and what's actually happening at the moment
3: oh who wants to go do you, do you want to take it, crow or fly
4: uh, i really don't mind I I I spoke uh, the last time we got together on on air, so perhaps you should pick up this time.
3: <laughs> okay,
1: um, right. Delegation. You see, Crow, you are just so good at delegating things.
4: Well, you know, I'm not the only person that has things to say, you know, am I? <laughs> we'll
3: John, you have to make up something intelligent now. Uh, well, I suppose I'll hark back to the comment about the community because because this goes back to before before I was even playing game. In fact, before it was even. On Xbox, that uh, that, that set off from from Pelini to get you know goes far away, far far across the galaxies he could, um, and and got some insane distance, um, and came back, and then a year after that they had they had Distant Worlds One when a whole load of people re- retraced his route, uh, and that 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 was by all accounts an amazing experience, and what we're trying to do now is. Build on that, uh, so there's, there's even more people involved. It's going to be, and even we're going the same route out though. At this point, there's going to be some sort of return journey. Don't know exactly which way yet. Uh, we've got we've got all three platforms. Of course, it wasn't on wasn't the game wasn't on PlayStation 4 at the time. Um, I think it was on Xbox, but only just. So I don't. I think most people probably missed out there. Um, so yeah, the, the, there's, we're, we're yet again going on this this massive journey across the galaxy to to Beagle Point. Um, we've got all the new things that three point three brought. We've got the stellar phenomena. We've got, got all the new all the new exploration things. We've got the DSS, the FSS, well, all those things to play with. Lots of new things to find, um, and we're just going to go out and explore the galaxy and have a great time doing it. So it's about well, I think I saw I think I saw David Raven posting on Twitter something like. Ten thousand ships passing through Planey um, in in the last few days, which uh, just, which as you as nuts. as you said,
4: just so, yeah. nuts.
3: That, 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 that's it. So yeah that 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 that's what we're that's what we're up to.
1: So it's the largest single event uh, of any MMO. Um, if if it all goes to plan and you don't blow up the moment you try, you're doing your first jump. Um, it, it should be, I think, the largest um, community event in any MMO. Um, you know, the, the the largest simultaneous event um, for any MMO, which is, you know, astounding, you know, just in itself. But um, what's what are people going out there? Is everybody sort of tooled up the same type of ship? Is everybody going out in Explorers with, a, you know, the same sort of uh, jump drive? Or have you got a bit of a, a mismatch of uh, fleets? Have you got a sort of a Battlestar Galactica fleet going out there?
4: Definitely, Battlestar Galactica, and I'm talking the proper '70s Battlestar Galactica here, <laughs> complete with brown biker boots. I'm oh, wearing nice. them. I'm <laughs> wearing them right now.
1: <laughs> so, what 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 are people flying out there? Have you got any idea, sort of, idea about the breakdown of the fleet?
4: I'm looking at the ship's ships. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the statistics <laughs> as we speak. Um, and so we know because Cohen is basically a genius with the spreadsheet, Um, we know exactly what everybody's flying provided they haven't lied on the application (laughs) which uh, the elite community being the wonderful people that they are seems extraordinarily unlikely to me Mm. Um, we have um, the oh god there are so many things breaking down on this you wouldn't believe it Um, (laughs) the top three uh, and you won't be surprised to hear this is uh, Anaconda um, the Asp Explorer and Crate Phantom so there are uh, and somebody somebody clever out there can probably work out the tonnage for us on this one. There are um, 20, 29.84% of the fleet are anacondas. So that's 3,637 anacondas, which is probably about the same weight as a small world. Uh, there are 3,028 Asp Explorers and 1,706 Crate Phantoms.
2: Wow.
1: They be ludicrous in taking out a dolphin or a beluga or any of these? Oh, there
4: are billions of of, um, of belugas. Well, not billions. Um, let's have a look for my belugas, shall we? Uh, belugas have become a really popular choice, despite their um, their sometimes uh, heat issues that they do tend to suffer with sometimes with certain loadouts. Uh, but yeah, belugas. Five hundred and fifty-two belugas. That's two percent, little over two percent of the fleet are in fact belugas. Believe it or not.
1: So there I've you go. I've never had about... a beluga overheat. Really?
4: Yeah, really? I've heard a lot of people. I've never flown one, but there's a lot of noise in the chat about, oh, we brought a beluga. does not he? they have heat?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, I, my, I my beluga. My played is with um, silent running, and it does not phase it. You know, I, I can silent run two, three minutes, no problem.
3: Wow. Mm. Well. Might be the dolphin, isn't it? The cat's is the heat problem. I've heard a lot about that.
4: I've got I've flown a dolphin for quite a while, and I, I, it runs cool as cucumber. Oh, okay. I used to use it for station rescues for precisely that reason.
1: Oh, nice. I uh,
3: we'll see.
6: Shan? Yeah, I think the biggest reason for the increase in belugas and passenger ships is that in the um, last, last release, Frontier removed the restrictions for uh, cabins. So the belugas are going become much more viable as an explorer ship because the internal space has increased so much um i can see why people choose uh, belugas and orcas and dolphins because they well the beluga especially it's very maneuverable in supercruise for its size it's way more maneuverable than, than anaconda so this is in supercruises so it's actually a really nice exploration ship Mm, interesting,
1: John.
3: Uh, yeah, I was going to say that you can just building on that. You, you can take almost anything now, um, because as, as as you mentioned, uh, the the, the a lot of the restricted slots have gone. Also, the Guardian FSD booster means that and, and the enhanced engineering that that three brought, um, whichever update that was, means that it, almost any ship can 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 get a good uh, can get a good jump range. I think there's a statistic that you can you can you can get any ship you can buy to have a greater range than any of the ships that flew in distant worlds one wow i think any any ship any ship in the game you can get to over 40 light years um, and when when they flew to worlds one of course you had no engineering so yeah, yeah was, absolutely the best you could manage was a stripped down anaconda which i think is about 41 in the old system so so yeah you, almost anything practical people are taking what would have been considered silly things i think cohen's flying a mamba or something <laughs> i think he's i think he's getting and he's getting 40 plus out of it so so and, and 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 yeah i'm in my big anaconda he's laughing at me in super cruise you know he's whizzing <laughs> around having a great time uh, uh, i'm going gonna... to turn around <laughs>
1: I'm going to bring in the uh, the jump ranges and stuff when we get into a bit more of the details. But before I do, a few of the guys just want to sort of chime in. So, uh, Toxic, what's your what's your view on it
2: all? So, my view on it all is whenever I hear people talking this noise of, oh, Belugas aren't very good with their heat management, they're not very good shit, they're not good for exploration, I ask them about their build. And the one thing I've noticed about everybody who cusses out the Beluga for its NAF heat management is, they're min-maxing it. What I mean by min-maxing it is they're using the smallest possible power plant to power that (laughs) huge ship. So I don't know if these people have heard of thermal inertia or (laughs) thermal mass, but I've got the biggest power plant I can get on my beluga. Yeah, it's a bit of mass, it's a bit of weight, and it's a bit of less jump range, but Let me just rephrase what I said earlier to you guys. I can silent run for two to three minutes. I can get into a station without shields. I don't get scanned. Nobody can see me there because I'm in a ship that's all turned off. I'm silent running. Okay?
1: Yeah, no, I think uh, I think the the changes because obviously when I uh, when I was flying my Beluga, was, I bought it as soon as it came out. I uh, I definitely min maxed it and definitely overheated it. But uh, things have uh, obviously changed. Crow,
4: yes, we're drawing to the end of the watch chips. Have you got a bit of the conversation? I, personally, I would rather like to send out a huge 07 to the three utter lunatics who are taking federal gunships. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i mean okay so we, we can see we've, we've got we've got a mixture in this fleet so run me through exactly how you were going to organize and orchestrate this behemoth of uh of a convoy are you trying to have you know a set route plan for every single day are you trying to you know, go through neutron stars? Are you trying to all sort of do a countdown from 10 to one and you all jump at the same time? How are you possibly going to manage 10,000 in-game players to be at the same place at the same time?
4: I I think the the launches, and also this applies to all three of them, um, kind of answer that question for you. Um, there are so many people that uh, organising... An orchestrated series of instances. So you'd have to, in order to do that, you would need to have um, you'd need to have instance leads on each, for each occasion, and you'd have to wing everybody in and 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 have set instance sizes in order to control it or at least up limits. Um, and that would be different across each platforms because each of our hard caps are different. Um, never mind the fact that it's across three different platforms anyway um and trying to get all those people getting the same signal at the same time Uh we learned during the jump that discord can't cope with the numbers it just fell apart um so we've decided not to do that we've said to everybody this is when we're jumping make friends talk to one another get into instances this is a this is a journey of discovery we've called it and it's not just about discovering the uh the galaxy and all that technical stuff around um getting statistically relevant results on um honest on on planetary phenomena on all sorts of things across a corridor of space it's also about the discovery of the community within themselves so everybody getting to know one another so get to know each other build instances build friendships build camaraderies fly together and It'll start to settle itself down into these kind of little subgroups and we'll have lots of little tiny DWTs going tickling along all by themselves.
1: Cool, making their own stories. I love it. Exactly. So um what have again, I've been I've been out of the loop. I've been in uh, in asteroid mining for a long, long time. So my head hasn't been above the parapet. Have have frontier development jumped on this and, you know, seen your roots and said, Well, you know, we will we will put some stuff in there which is unique to this particular uh, event or there's going to be some stuff that we're, we're going to drop in there to uh, to make it more interesting for you guys uh
3: there is now the tour guide role um crow wasn't on that live stream but i believe you were
4: yes that's right yes i was that was a bit of a surprise um if anybody was watching the thursday live stream fun um we were Uh, in there uh, very kindly invited by uh, Will and Ed and they sprung on us that they'd given us a a tour guide role in the comms panel so amongst the multi-crew options you can now select distant worlds too both as a person offering a seat and somebody looking for one we had no idea they were doing that now if they've done that and we know they're quite well behind us. Um, you've only got to look at how quickly the servers were fixed after the utter catastrophe uh, that, that we visited upon them um, to know that they're really taking this very, very seriously.
1: So, so literally, what... with, with the tour guide role, it's it's the ability to sort of just multi-crew into someone that's on distant world to uh, expedition. Yes, that is yes. lovely. I, I love that. <laughs>
4: I'm signed up as one of those people, and I will be opening my ship up to anybody who wants to drop in.
1: Uh, OK, so just run me through the the dynamics of that then. It's, it's not something in the game I've actually done. You have to list your ship when you're moving around as um, as available to multi-crew and and what positions you've got. How does it work?
4: Yes, it's really quite that simple. Um, with something like uh, the exploration role, and uh, the, the uh, Distant Worlds 2 uh, multi-crew role works in much the same way. Um, you simply, I would simply open a multi crew session, and what seats I have available. And I would say, so I would go into my comms panel. I'd cycle down to the distant worlds two activity. I'd select that and say, I'm opening my ship up. All of my seats would then be entered into the uh, the, mot- the, uh, the multi crew role, and <coughs> then they would be then available for anybody who, at the other end of that equation, is has typed into their com panel I'm looking for a seat on a DW two ship and the matchmaking servers will do the rest.
1: Brilliant. So do they actually have a job to do or is it just pretty much they sit there and they stare out the window? Can they can they get on your guns and cause <laughs> cause problems for you when it's blowing up other people on the uh on the actual convoy?
4: Uh, we get an extra pip. Which might right. come in handy for those high G.
1: Right. An extra pip. Okay. So yeah, an, an extra, extra pip, pip that you can that you can put in engines or
4: Yes okay in, a, in an attractive shade of blue nice
1: to say that your tourist is on board giving you giving you pips pips up
4: yes nice
1: okay brilliant
4: well again
1: nice to see that they really got involved and they've thought about the mechanics of it and they've thought about how uh, uh how to actually uh, enrich the uh, enrich the event so uh fantastic and yeah as you say if they've done that then you know there's a good chance of stuff going on behind the scenes to make this uh this particular event even more interesting. I just hope they don't drop a whole load of Thargoids on you halfway uh, you know, halfway along the route, because then your Beluga is going to look really silly.
4: <laughs> I'm fairly certain that the um, the Gnosis event has um, taught one or two people one or two things about that sort of arrangement.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. OK, so um, what's... Um, for those people that are you know again late to the party those people that have been living under a rock do they still have time to uh, to get on board do they still have time to get a ship and get out there if so what do they need to do
4: they do but they've got to be pretty sharpish haven't they john i believe
3: so the the roster closes i think is it eight no no six o'clock this friday
4: evening does I indeed
3: i think that's what i saw on the on it on it so yeah you you can still you can still jump in a ship. We're all only halfway between well, waypoint one is a start and and waypoint two, so uh, yeah, there's, there's 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 not much uh, there's, there's not much time left. But yeah, you can jump jump in a ship, get yourself on the roster, uh, or even if you even if you maybe haven't got your ship ready now get yourself on the roster now so at least then you're registered and then catch up whenever you can it, it's not a, it's not a race we're only doing five thousand light years in a week that's not actually that far uh, with, with with current ship capabilities so yeah um it, by all by all means come and join it
1: brilliant so what you're saying is it's, it's not uh it's a race from, uh, from Rowan Atkinson. I think it probably is a race. I'm sure there's some people that are trying to get to Beagle point first. But, uh, Shan. Yeah, I was just uh, debating because I'm multi crewing with Ben at the moment. Um,
6: he's trying to land on The View, which is a 3.2G world. And I've got a spare pit, And I'm not sure whether to be helpful and put it in SIS or engine, or to be unhelpful and put it in weapons.
1: <laughs> weapons mm-hmm. definitely weapons seeing as he's broadcasting this live on twitch we definitely want to see him splat all over the surface of the planet so yeah go weapons every time
2: in slave radio the spirit is weapons even if you don't need them
1: this is true and also going splat on the planet's surface or an asteroid <laughs> if you go back to the beginning
2: especially yeah, so, if it's evil vice.
1: so just going
6: back to the um the closing for the roster i believe the private group though is now closed even though the roster itself is still open is that correct
4: yes that's right um the it's a it's a critical mass issue and uh, there are simply more um applications coming into the private group, than it's it's physically possible to um to engage with in the time that we have available so uh the private group has been closed and we have a very small team uh, doing that and um it's been it's been it's been a real challenge for those people who've worked particularly karen who has just been extraordinary in the commitment and effort he's put into maintaining that roster so um we've we've had to uh, we've had to take that decision unfortunately uh, but but it, it, it is necessary at this time
1: so hold on a second let me just let me just Dive into that. So you're telling me that obviously you've got a private group in in game for Distant Worlds and you have to do the same accept individual uh requests to join that private group in the same way that anybody would do for a normal private group, yeah?
4: Yes. And in fact for Distant Worlds too, it's more complicated than that because we have three private groups across three platforms.
1: Okay. So So there are
4: three different sets of procedures. Um some of which are slightly more convoluted than others.
1: Can can I just say then? uh when frontier have been great and they've gone and they've gone into the game mechanics and they've developed this you know this tourist guide role this tour guide role what they should have been doing is going into the private group system and putting a select all button and then going select all accept does that not exist
4: no, no. and it's not as simple as that either because with a private group um because, of course, we're on the lookout for uh, naughty people wanting to do naughty things in our nice little happy grape, um, we have to check everybody against the known griefer's lists that we've
2: got. No. Possess. yeah. Oh, I was going to say they wouldn't necessarily want a select all, more of a checkbox li- list where they can go down and say that command is good, that command is good, that command is good, down yeah. the list and then accept. Uh, accepts checked or something like that yes at the yeah end. that
4: would be more sensible yes yeah so there oh, are right. a number of different processes to go through and so unfortunately it's just not as simple you can however having said that there is an option in the main menu the new iteration of the of the private groups and this wasn't present until uh the latest chapter drop uh to automatically accept um yes. any invitation to uh, any request to join a private group uh, which obviously we're not doing <laughs>
1: Ah, so it's, it's definitely Battlestar Galactica 1 and Battlestar Galactica 2 then, because obviously if it was Battlestar Galactica 2, you'd have to take people that looked normal and then turn out to be Cylons. So uh, I do wonder how many uh, how many griefers you've got on the expedition that are just there to cause you trouble down the line.
4: Well, we've done what we can. Um, we can't guarantee that uh, that people with ill will haven't got into the private groups under socks. Um, alt accounts, but Frontier do have a very uh, robust set of rules around um uh, harassment in a private group, and we have a procedure to deal with that that begins with whatever you do, do not hit the rebuy screen.
1: <laughs> so, you guys have been warned, Shan. Yeah, I, I fell afoul of the um the private
6: group application thing earlier on in the week, in that I did join. Um, but then i was kicked from the group because apparently i hadn't filled in the right form and and uh, i i so i was on the naughty boy list apparently uh it's been sorted out now but apparently commander shenanigans was on the naughty boy list and uh, it's all been sorted out and it was done pretty quickly and efficiently but it was just it was just amusing um that the account i the account i used to be a naughty
1: boy was actually being a good boy but <laughs> in fairness though with a name like shenanigans i mean i wouldn't let you onto an expedition with me either <laughs> well i
6: i needed a mess about account but i didn't really care got blown up or anything else like that or i could do stuff that my main account wouldn't possibly do or get involved in so shenanigans was the uh was about the best name i like it ben
5: i've met shenanigans and i do not trust them <laughs>
1: No, I wouldn't either with a name like that. Uh, but I have seen that you've uh, you've managed to land on that three point two G planet without going splat. So I kind of have to no. say I'm disappointed.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm here and I've actually I'm I'm right in front of Retmok, who's also on the Twitch stream as well. So yay! Um, didn't even drop like yeah, dropped like a leaf on the wind.
1: <laughs> um, Cool. Okay. Is there anything else that we, we haven't touched on about Distant Worlds that we, we feel that we should cover? Because um, obviously this will go out this week. People have still got a little uh, bit of time before Friday.
3: CG? Yeah, well, I was going to say the CG that's coming up. That's, that's the next big thing.
1: So walk us through the uh, community goal then. What uh, what do people have to do? What the uh, what are the rewards going to be from it? And uh, yeah, what uh, what boxes need to be ticked?
3: So the first was well, actually one of two. Um, so we're very, we're very lucky that we've got we've got two of these. So our objective is to build a big science station um, at Sage Star. So we're we're gonna we're gonna build it in this one, and then I guess outfit it in in the next one when we when we get to the core. Um, but uh, so yeah, we, we we will when we will get to Omega, where hopefully people have brought or can ship over mining gear because I think as someone pointed out earlier, there's not much there's not much to buy there. Um, we have got to go mining for some commodities to to build the thing. We don't know what they're going to be yet, uh, whether they'll be laser mining or core mining or a mix of both. I'm kind of hoping for a mix of both because the new mechanics are pretty cool. Um, Laser mining offers more opportunities for doing it in a wing. Um, Core mining doesn't work quite so well in a wing. But but we'll see what we get from that. But yeah, the 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 mining CG will start on Thursday. So if anybody is if anybody's going to be mining, so, so technically the 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 waypoints run from you know, uh, sort of weekend to weekend. Uh, but if if you are wanting to go mining, then please uh pl- please get your skates on and hurry over there so we can start start contributing to that as soon as possible. So we like I said, we don't know what the commodities are, which I guess makes sense. Otherwise, we could have sneakily stockpiled lot of them so we will as soon as soon as it appears on thursday we'll find out and then we can get zapping and blowing up rocks
6: yeah i was just about to say about the mining cg have we had any word from frontier whether the outfitting options are going to be changed at the omega station oh, this is for the server tick because i think it's quite a few people who have gone there thinking they could equip with mining gear and will then find out actually there's nothing there for them so i'm just wondering if you've heard anything about a change on thursday to allow more people to mine
3: i've not heard anything myself currently we're advising people to have some stored uh we we, we were advising beforehand to have it stored because it's only 15 hours of shipping time so buy it when you're in the bubble and then we can ship it over there when we get there. Um, If they are going to change it, I don't believe anyone's told us. I don't know if you had different, Crow. I haven't heard anything on that topic.
4: Sorry, just quickly unmuting myself there. I was just searching it out because there was an announcement at half past ten this morning um, that pertains to the situation with mining, and I was just looking for that link because I don't have it immediately to hand, and I might not be able to dig it. Out in as much time as I can drag out this bit of the conversation sensibly, so bear with me. I'll find it and we can perhaps revisit that.
1: Okay, just on uh, on that point, do uh, normally with these CGs, there's uh, there's sort of like the good guys and the bad guys. There's the pirates and there's the the miners. Is there a, is there an anti CG that's been announced? Is there anything that you need protection for all the miners from?
6: Uh, it's uh, called anti-CG's. open play. It's called open play, isn't it? Is the anti CG for this? <laughs>
3: Yeah, I guess so. So, Yeah, we 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 we're definitely recommending everyone fly in 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 the private group. I, even in there we um, we are expecting NPCs to appear. So if you've got if you've got 20 tons of painite or whatever, then yes, be, you might well you might well find yourself getting attacked at the um yeah, at, at the CG. Some of us um, I'm uh one of my roles is trucker, so I've got a whole load of rares uh, on board the ship. Um I and a few others did get attacked at the at the launch at the beacon at the launch at the start. Um, fortunately, I come prepared and organised myself some escort buddies, so 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 that was fine. Uh, we did lose one ship, uh, or at least there was at least one casualty. So it, it, it can happen if you if you turn up with your exploration ship with your with your with your. 3D shields and things will be fine. It might not be, so uh, either equip something, equip something capable, or organise yourself some uh, some escort. So that if you jump on fleet com, there's, there's various ways we can sort out. You know, people are bringing ships that are you know, reasonably PVE capable. Um, we we don't need super super capable things. Just enough to dis- distract the pirates whilst you can jump away.
1: Okay, and given the, the number of people that are likely to be involved in the CG, the station that you're dropping off at, is that, uh, is that a, a Coriolis or is it uh, an outpost?
3: It's an asteroid base. Mm-hmm. It's an asteroid base, I okay, think.
1: so that's fine. So uh, you're not going to have the situation that we, we had at Hutton where we obviously we were all queuing to uh, to try and get onto the outpost. So There's no uh, form and orderly queue needed to be done for this particular community goal.
4: Well, it does have a walloping great big rock orbiting it, which you do have to be a little bit careful of. <laughs> cool.
1: Okay. Um, there's obviously, I mean, I've been looking around. So I say I'm, I'm pretty new to the whole distant world thing. Um, and uh, I did see that you guys have got uh, a quality music video, which uh, has been done by uh, by Turgeon Starstone. Uh, music's by Commander uh, So Tukoko. Tococo Let's Tom just call Co- him Tom Cook. Let's just call him Tom Cook. But Tukoso um, uh, has put some music, and I think what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll stream that out uh, if it's okay by him. We'll stream that out at the uh, the end of the show because uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a really nice thing. Again, it just shows the uh, the strength and depth of the community that uh, you know you have an event like this, and then someone goes and can create a brand new set of content for it that uh, yeah, specifically to this particular event. It's awesome. Um, okay. Anything else you guys want to to pick up on? Our uh, for Distant Worlds Two. Is there anything that we we haven't covered that you think is is vital before the uh, the go date?
3: Oh, just one quick thing for the mining CG. Um, please don't <clears throat> excuse me. Please don't transfer cargo between ships because it then doesn't count for the CG. I think this is a consequence of Frontier preventing people from contributing to mining CGs with commodities that you could buy. Uh, but it does mean so unfo- this is a bit unfortunate because ideally what you could have is is you know, say a big ship uh, uh, refining ore. And then you could you could distribute it out to other people who are perhaps helping you with prospecting and, and and mining laser and so forth. And then they could go and hand it in whilst you kept on mining. That doesn't work. Um, so y- you have to the ship that refines it has to cash it in for it to count for the CG.
1: Interesting. Okay, Um, and yeah, how about um, because mining's reasonably new in its current form, and I know we're not—we don't know if we're core mining or if we're we're laser mining or doing the abrasion blasting. But for those people that haven't done uh, mining before, is there any sort of uh, place where they can get hints and tips on on how to do it?
3: Yeah, either so there's 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 mining channels for Distant Worlds Two on Fleetcom or also head to the intergalactic mining union, um, where yeah, there's there's a whole Discord there dedicated to to mining. So there's loads of experts on on all the types and what the di- different tips and tricks are. You know how to how to go about maximizing uh, your yield. It's also worth saying if if you are laser mining, um, that 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 can be really sped up if you are in a wing, because if if you've got two different people shooting an asteroid, effectively they get their own instance of the asteroid if you like so okay if if, you know say i prospect it and i start shooting it and i get 20 fragments out of it you think you can then shoot it and you get 20 fragments out of it and you don't have to prospect it as well so that that's something even if you're in a sidewinder you just got one mining laser you can you can help the whole mining process speed up uh, really quickly. So if, if if it does turn out we're laser mining, then form wings because that'll definitely help the thing go a lot faster and help us get further up the tiers. And well, whatever whatever bonuses that gets us, we we will see. But but it'll it'll, it'll help the CG go a lot better if we if we do that in wings.
6: Cool. Okay, Shan. Uh, yeah, I was just asking if the um, abrasion blaster fix is in yet, or is it still bugged?
1: It's broken.
3: Mine works. Uh, uh, oh, it's broken in a good way. Um, it, I, I, the game hasn't been patched uh, yet, so as far as I know, it's still in. I haven't tried it, I must admit, since I left the bubble.
1: Hang on, hang on, hang on. What have I missed? Because my, my yeah. abrasion blaster is fine. It worked perfectly well for what I needed to do. What what, what What's so, going to qu- change?
3: Qu- We we can we can say this because everybody knows that this this is an issue. So if you so you've used the abrasion blaster, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So So you you so you you shoot you shoot the you shoot the abrasion you shoot you the you shoot the surface deposit and you get one chunk, yeah, yeah. If you if you shoot the surface deposit with more than one abrasion blaster and they hit at the same time, you get you get a number of chunks equal to the number of abrasion blasters that shot it. So if, any, if anybody's listening and wants to make a lot of money really quickly before oh, they nerf this, jump in, a, <laughs> ju- jump, jump in an Asp Explorer, put one seismic charge launcher, and five abrasion blasters. They will all hit at the same time, and you will make an insane amount of money.
1: And I'm only hearing about this now. Now? Mm.
3: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: Just before they're going to patch it?
3: Yeah. This, 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 this was acknowledged by Frontier as it's not working as intended. So <sighs> as we speak, there are probably hundreds of people right now mining void opals <laughs> in, in this fashion, uh, absolutely raking it. So you, you blow up the core and you get what, like, the most 15, but you yeah. can get, I mean, so so and, well, the aspect Law not got that many internals, does it? So you've got maybe oh, like 70, 90-odd cargo space. With using this trick, OK, let, let's call it an exploit, let's be honest, um, you, you using this, you can fill the hold with uh, maybe three or four cores right
1: okay so i think we need to start thinking about wrapping this show up now because i need to be <laughs> going <out>. <laughs> <laughs> oh christ i'm always late to the exploits.
5: Well, the I'm thing is
6: though colin sorry the thing is though Baza, you you're, you can Earn your money with a clear conscience because you would not exploit exploited
1: it. I, d- I don't care about a clear conscience. I care about my bank balance, for crying out loud. God, I'm always late to the exploit party. Always. Never mind. We'll crash on, and by the time I get back into the game, I'm sure they'll have patched it. Um,
2: hey, Fuzzer. Yeah? When I get back to the bubble, eventually, I'll take you out on some wing missions. There's some, still some pretty good money to be made there.
1: I really, again, I haven't, again, I have not done uh, wing missions at all. I have completely, uh, I've missed all the uh, the squadrons and wing stuff. So I'm looking okay, forward so to uh, getting back into that.
2: I'll give you a quick tint, a uh, quick tint, a tint? hint, <laughs> a hint and a tip at the same time. Um, new words, why not? Slave Radio. Tint away.
1: No, tint away.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, Go and have a go at wing missions Um, on your own, especially source and return where they say we want x amount of tons of this or that commodity the commodities are usually reasonably easy to find unless emissions worth hundreds of millions and then it's something ridiculous like hundreds of tons of pay night. but nine times out of ten it's a couple of thousand units of something reasonable that you can get from two or three jumps away get yourself anaconda or type nine or something like that it'll only take you up five or six trips
1: okay good to know i will uh, i will do that just as soon as they fix the abrasion blaster <laughs>
3: <laughs> we should say that the uh the core mining will probably still be very profitable yeah i mean it is now the abrasion blaster gets uh get, get gets patched uh, yeah i mean it's it's it's
1: quite it is quite lucrative now with just my single abrasion blaster, and it's also fun. I must admit, it's it's one of the nice things that uh, has come in from the latest update. I do like the uh, you know, the the blowing up of the asteroids, but it's it's nice to be able to watch Netflix on the on one screen and and fly through the asteroid belt looking for a, a decent core uh, on the other. So uh, I've been enjoying that uh, and making, as I say, making up my own stories as I as I go along. Um, cool. Right. Okay. Guys, is there anything else that uh, that we need to to cover off uh, for Distant Worlds Two, or, or is it just we need to to wait and and get excited about it going live? It went live on last Sunday, Fozzer. It's live now. It's not live, live
6: though, is it? There's community goals to be going, and then yeah. You
5: know... No, okay. No,
4: yeah. that's all part of it. That's Distant Worlds Two. They're Distant Worlds Two community goals.
6: I think Fozzer wants to hurry up so he can get. To, uh, to get
4: and more <laughs> <process>. <laughs> and you know it's actually been live for ages in one way or another i had i have i've got my um um my logistics team for example have gone absolutely <laughs> above and beyond for weeks before we even got started popping off to colonia to get five rares because somebody <laughs> needed just five so it's tup, 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 all the way out and then all the way back again um and really pushing the boat out to get everything moving so really dw2 with prep week and uh, and the, the launch event itself has been going on for some time never mind the hype train
1: okay fair enough although i'm not sure you can actually use the the expression of the phrase just popped off to colonia
4: (laughs) no that's kind of my point you can't pop to colonia can you especially not in a you know not if you're in a logistics vehicle
1: no no fair point okay so uh Distant Worlds 2 live now. If you've still got time before Friday to get yourself on the roster and, and and join in all the fun. And if you do miss out, then obviously, you know, you can go and you can be a tour guide. Jump into one of the tour guide spaces and uh, and see what the see what the gang are getting up to as they travel out into the far reaches of the galaxy. Um, okay, Ben, Shan, anything else that you want to pick up on before we go into Community Corner?
7: You're on your way to Waypoint 13. The comms are dead silent. You haven't heard a human voice for what feels like an eternity. You haven't seen a sensor contact in a thousand light years. Even the field of stars in front of you seems to be getting thin and sparse. The repetitive phrases your Kova spouts over and over, are slowly digging into your psyche.
0: Fuel scooping.
7: Wish you'd selected a different voice module before leaving.
4: Fuel scooping complete.
7: You're seriously considering licking the ice off your canopy Your mind wanders to stories of commanders succumbing to space madness out here in the black. Good thing that isn't happening to you. And then you hear a knocking on the cargo bay door. From the outside. You wouldn't leave them alone out there in the void, would you? Hurry. Let them in before they freeze. But we say... Don't! Tune in to Distant Radio 330.5 instead. We're all you need to stay sane out there. Featuring round-the-clock music, interviews with community leaders and frontier staff, talk shows, podcasts, news, and more. We provide you company for the long journey so that you don't lose your mind. Sit back and leave the madness to us. The Distant Radio 3305 team are eager to entertain you, and we look forward to having you along.
1: Great hi, stuff. Well, oh, hi Fuzzle. You're here. <laughs> of course I'm here. Here we go. Unprofessional.
2: It's out it's of touch. By his desk like the rest of us. We're all professional here.
1: Doesn't take that long to get a beer. Um cool. So yeah, so check out uh, Distance World Radio. Um I've certainly been listening to it for uh, for a while, um, over the last couple of days whilst we get ready for the show and it's uh yeah, it's it's a nice mix of stuff. Um and should keep everybody quite entertained uh, throughout the uh, throughout the event. Um, right, guys, what else is going on within the community um, for the community corner and stuff that we need to to cover off this week?
5: Ben, before we dive into that, we do have to mention that distant radio's got uh, Escape Velocity, the new the new uh, shiny new
1: remixes that Jarvis is working on ah yes indeed the uh the remixed escape velocity um with all the new sounds and all the uh the revised all um, the proper game sounds and everything yeah exactly uh it says i've listened to a couple of episodes i've got that (laughs) saved up for a long journey i've got coming where i've got to go down to uh down to watford and then across to portsmouth so i'm really looking forward to that because the the episodes i've listened to so far sound absolutely epic
2: they are absolutely brilliant i'm going to have to start listening to them again
1: well,
5: they will be pl- be playing out on Distant Radio on Sundays at 9 o'clock. And they also do interviews on Fridays or sometimes on Saturdays at 7 o'clock in the evening. This is all British time or game time or
1: whatever you want to call it. Cool stuff. And where can they actually get to? I mean, I'm assuming a Google search will find Distant it's Radio. It's
5: distantradio.space.
1: Brilliant. Cool. So distantradio.space, uh, if you want to catch up on all the stuff that they've got going on, um, as I say, definitely worth checking out. If nothing else, obviously, we're going to we're going to pimp our, our fellow presenter <laughs> with Christopher Jarvis and the fantastic Escape Velocity uh, remix that has gone there as well. So check it out. Make sure you do. Um, and yeah, we wish all the guys yeah. over there all the best with their endeavors. So what else is going on, guys?
5: think that's about it from me apart from distant worlds and then we can move on to shout outs and other and community corner and stuff like that for me cool
1: okie dokie so um don't have any questions community corner another raxler post um who uh, who dropped this in the show notes if someone would to walk it through us walk it through us walk us through it even
5: I dropped Tonos, but I don't know if it was actually it was more a thing I gave for Colin because I know Colin's into all this kind of stuff. Well, um, ra- rather than
1: stealing his thunder, which it's obviously in the show notes, so if you want to uh, if you want to look it up, you can do um, once this episode goes live. But if you want to wait, uh, I'm sure Phoenix Defy will be on the call um, next time, so uh, we'll make sure we pick it up with him. But yeah, I lots am of seeing,
5: tinfoil haty stuff, basically.
1: I am seeing here it was Commander. I'm going, to, I'm going to butcher his name. I'm going to absolutely butcher his name. Commander Arithon. 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 A-R-I-T-H-O-N. And he's the guy that's just released the uh, the Blueprint for the uh, the Mamba, and it is absolutely awesome. So uh, check out the forum post for that. Uh, it's in the newsletter as well, isn't it? I think I saw it in the newsletter. Anyway, if not, check it out on the on the forums. Shan, you've got something for the Community Corner?
6: I was just gonna um, bring up about the um, Raxler thing. Is I, I still maintain I, I kinda hope it's not in game and no one ever finds it.
1: Really? Is that is that down to the fact that you don't think the, the in game could ever sort of live up to the the image that you created in your head after reading the uh, the novella? Yeah, pretty much. I think as I was also said on previous shows, it'd be like um
6: Hyping up this magical, wonderful Alvarado, and then finding out it was Skegness.
1: <laughs> I mean, that—that that, I mean, for me, Shan, that's a bit harsh, considering that you know we all. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Elite Dangerous has been a letdown for certain people, but you know, when I think about the 1984 flying into the Coriolis, you know, that's—I they pretty much nailed that for me, flying into a space station, especially when you put your uh, you know Yorcus Rift and stuff on. Um, so. I'm in, I'm inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt that you know a floating graveyard of ships and stuff is something that they could do and and do really well. That's a that's a John's the graveyard, isn't it? That's not Raxler. Oh yes, but again, take the same point. And so if they can if, do, that, if, they Raxler, can do great.
6: if Raxler turns out to be a Coriolis station with a few more palm trees in it, it will be a bit of a letdown,
1: though, won't it? It won't be that. Surely it won't be that. You know, they've got a really good history on making sure that these things have a, have a have a wow effect, and I'm sure they wouldn't they wouldn't bugger up Raxler. Um, but the Tina's is the graveyard. I, something I would love to see in the game. In fact, it would, might even if they could make that into part of the uh, the CQC, it might even get me playing CQC again. I love the idea of having a CQC match amongst all the uh, the derelict holes and stuff. I think that would be awesome. Um, But yeah, anybody else have an opinion on Raxler? Anybody else like Shan doesn't want it to be in the game?
5: I know where Shan's coming from. Um, And and it takes us back to what we were talking about earlier, that anything you imagine is never going to be as good as it actually is. True it's rather philosophical for me damn
1: <laughs> well true depending on how <laughs> how good your imagination is but you know we'll, we'll see we shall see I'll have to see what's going on but um shout outs any other things for Community corner we we'll go straight on to shout outs
5: uh, blah, 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 blah. let's have a how do we have anything else in Community Corner? I can't remember I only wrote the
1: damn stuff <laughs> No, uh, we didn't. Okay. So the shout out's the first bucketball race of 3305. They're still relevant? I'm assuming it is. Yes, it is. In which case, the first bucketball race of 33.05 is being held this week. Uh, the wear race is a quick farm station trade hop starting from Dublin Citadel in the Gateway System and runs should take under 20 minutes. Race runs until Sunday the 20th of January. So you've still got some time to go into that. Uh, and obviously there is a, a bucketball Racing Club uh, post on the Frontier forums that you can search for as well. Uh, obviously, we're not going to do the shout out sections without shouting out LaveCon 2019, which this year is going to be between the 4th and the 7th of July. And I am happy to say that I've managed to get myself a pass for, for the extended vision at LaveCon. Normally, I have to run off early on the Sunday, but uh, no, I'm going to be there Friday, Saturday and uh, into the early early evening, uh, late evening in uh, on Sunday as well. So I am really looking forward to that. Um, obviously our sister station hut orbital radio broadcasts on thursdays from 8.30. and you can see that at uh, tv.forthemug.com or http forward slash forward slash and if you just want to go for the audio that's where you get on that uh, that last uh that last link so <laughs> cqc discord for those people those discerning commanders who like uh, a bit of cqc action uh we have a link for that in the show notes as well Um uh, we haven't been in game um i suppose ben you could give a shout out to all the people that you've uh, you've met oh. oh
5: the only person i've met has been uh remtok
1: well then remtok so, should I, I, have a, a really nice uh, big shout out from yes. you then <laughs>
5: so. hi and it was also meeting him at the view uh sorry retmok not remtok retmok
2: there you uh, go. How awesome is the shout-out? You can't even say his name.
5: <laughs> it's kind of common for us, to be honest.
2: He's the um, only commander there.
5: You had time to think about it. Yeah, but I didn't have time to remember his name afterwards.
1: With you guys stop squabbling, please. We're a professional uh, outfit We've only been married for three years.
2: <laughs> professional?
1: <laughs> sorry unprofessional we're an unprofessional outfit here uh again guys if you want to check out people's uh, independent crew quarters we have we've got kurgles twitch we've got Doctor doctors twitch uh colin obviously does his stuff on twitch as does cow and chris jarvis has his twitch all of those can be found within the show notes for episode 227 so if you're interested in following the guys from the crew check those out um, that news will follow after the credits of the show as always. A massive thank you to Commander wotherspoon for sorting that out for us. Uh, if you want to hang around after we come off air, we will be doing a, an open mic for a, about an hour or so where we will uh, chew the fat, play the game, and uh, yeah, and basically uh, carry on talking for a, another hour. but um, that's it for another episode of Lay Radio. If you would like to get in touch with the show, then you can email us at infolayradio.com at or you can get to facebook.com forward slash lay radio at lay radio on Twitter or you can join our Discord channel by going to discord.io forward slash lave radio we record the show live on a Tuesday evening at 8 30 p.m UK time and we stream it out on twitch.com forward slash rave rave radio Lave radio uh, or you can get to us by going to Laveradio.com forward slash live uh, a massive thank you to crow and to john for being our guest this evenings uh I think how long is this uh how long are you uh, intending to give over to this event when's it running till?
4: Wow.
1: Well, guys, I mean, you know, from a member of the community, a massive thank you to the time that you guys are giving up to uh, to make this event happen. It is a, I mean, Distant Worlds is something that we all still talk about now, and and Distant Worlds too, is already shaping up to be something that's going to to live on in the annals of uh, of community law. So, uh, a massive thank you to both of you for for putting the time into the event, and a massive thank you to you guys coming on the show this evening. <laughs> no absolute pleasure and a massive thank you to to ben and to shan and of course to our goblin behind the scenes a massive thank you to toxic um that's it for this episode until next time fly safe and if you can't do that fly dangerous
7: From the stars to come live in the core. We'll jump together, my friends Every flash of light's another hand to carry the A Jump on board Enter those cars Will the wandering souls Come and lend a hand for the distant world Take a blast or two Cause in those pristine rings There's a fortune for you We'll work together, my friend As the mother low cracks This might come to an end But oh, oh, oh. jump on board Into oh, oh, oh. those courts oh, oh, oh. Oh, Where the wandering souls Come and land a hand For the distant world Left to
1: Nice. No worries, guys. Hold the thought for two seconds, and I'll be right back.
0: Galnet News Digest, 15th of January, 33.05. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, apathy strikes at Imperial Showdown. IHO delays decision on nanomeds. A distant crash. Truckers in turmoil. Apathy strikes at Imperial Showdown. The fate of the Empire hangs in the balance. But it’s the citizens who don’t turn out to vote who may decide the fate of Emperor Arissa and the young pretender Hadrian. Voting’s taking place in the Pera system and follows the traditional imperial method of shooting repeatedly at the opposition until whoever’s left is declared the winner. The contenders are Emperor Arissa Lavigny Duval, who is the reigning champion, and lightweight youth Hadrian Duval, who only recently found out he's supposed to be the Emperor when he was phoned up by a Duke who needed help getting gold out of the Imperial vaults and just needed one and a half million credits in fees paid up front. Arissa represents the old ways, whereas Hadrian represents the really old ways, from when the Empire was isolated from the rest of the galaxy. Hadrian will build a wall and the Thargoids will pay for it. But only if he wins this crucial vote, and voting is lacklustre at best, with most eligible commanders off on an expedition. At the moment, Arissa's Remain campaign looks likely to win, but No Deal Civil War remains a possibility. There's everything to play for in the battle against Apathy. IHO Delays Decision on Nanomeds The Interstellar Health Organisation has so far failed to react to the patent claim from Utopia over Vitadine's nanomed technology. Were they to grant Prana Vantal's complaint, nanomeds would disappear back into Utopia. If they allow Vitadine to continue manufacturing, there's no guarantee that the wonder drug would be available to anyone other than the fabulously wealthy. Can the IHO come up with a sensible approach that will allow everyone to benefit? Only time will tell. A Distant Crash The biggest expedition ever staged set off on Sunday, and promptly ran into trouble. Distant Worlds 2, the successor to Distant Stars and Distant Worlds 1, has more than 10,000 registered explorers, nearly half of whom managed to find the starting line in time to set off. Almost as soon as the expedition set off, there were problems, with the Galactic Traffic Control Centre computers crashing and grounding flights across the galaxy. In an entirely unrelated event, three terraces of houses near a trading estate on the outskirts of Dublin are reported to have melted, as a result of a massive power surge. Despite these problems, a significant number of expedition members have already arrived at the second waypoint, where they must wait until Thursday to start work building a massive starport which is destined to take its place close to the centre of the galaxy. Meanwhile, the Pilots' Federation has been accused of being in league with ne'er-do-wells after its suppressed messages warning Distant Worlds' two expedition members to avoid that part of space deemed to be open to combat. Urgent communications such as, open is dangerous, were replaced with asterisks, because the word open, followed by the word is, spells "openis." if you have an imaginative mind and move the word spacing about a bit. The Pilots' Federation, proudly creating smut out of innocent phrases since 2805. Truckers in turmoil. The Hutton truckers are reported to be in turmoil this week after a survey of the Alpha Centauri system revealed that Hutton Orbital is not, as famously stated, 0.22 light-years from Alpha Centauri A, but is instead a meagre 0.21 light-years away. Thousands of Hutton mugs have had to be recalled to have the logo changed, and the Orbital has had its tourism licence revoked as truckers clock in record times getting to the orbital in less than 1 hour 24 minutes, and as an investigation begins to find out why the famous orbital has shifted. The finger of suspicion has been pointed at the trucker's head of Newtonian physics, who may have accidentally permitted the orbital and its planet of Eden to orbit closer to the jump-in point. However, the real reason for this disruption is believed to be the revelation this week that Pilots' Federation Holovid presenter Edward C. Lewis will soon be leaving to join a rival channel and possibly become a rock star. That's news enough to make the stars move in the firmament. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to.